One of the things that Maranatha is most involved in around the world, of course, is uh, building churches. We want to build more of them. We want to build them faster. And so the time has finally come. We get to talk about the one-day church. And Garwin, most of you know Garwin McNeilis. He has uh, put a lot of time in in the last year, every day, many hours of the day, designing, redesigning, adjusting. And he is here to share a little bit about the one-day church. Garvin. Thank you, Don. Before I start on the one-day church, I'd just like to take a, a minute, and uh, if you've come to these conventions, there's a boss lady in the back who the minute my foot hits the first step, she starts putting a stopwatch on me. So I'm going to take one minute, and I just want to recognize this stage. Now, I tell you, I've been to a lot of conventions, but I've never seen anything like this. You look at here. Here's the pump. You know, and I heard about that water. I, I tell you, just tears came to my eyes. I was in Turkey, and they come, and they said, we hit water. What water means to them, 41,000 people in this world today, young people under the age of five, will die because of a lack of pure water. To have this pure water by our church, I just think it's fantastic. You look at the picture rolls, 120,000 of them have went out through the world. Then you have the little African homes, the one-day church, the Bogan Villa, and then the pews. I just think that's fabulous for the Gates family to be involved in this. I just wanted to pay tribute to those who put this stage together. I walked in. Yeah. We just thank you. It's, it's just just beautiful, just beautiful. And as I looked at the brochure, what better? I'd rather have Jesus. Isn't that nice? Four words. I'd rather have Jesus. And then I look up and I see Maranatha volunteers. You know, I spoke at ASI about the one-day church, and it's just a privilege to, to be here and to speak again about how God is leading in this project. But I'd just like to take a minute and Maranatha Volunteers International. You know, I like that name, don't you? I like that. Maranatha, we all want to see Jesus come soon. And volunteers, volunteers, you know, is the heartbeat of Maranatha. That's where it's at. It means giving of our resources, but most of all, the precious gift of time to be a channel of blessings to others. International, part of a worldwide vision. As one person who's not a Maranatha volunteer, he says, I like Maranatha because they look at the world with a wide-angle lens. And that is so true. I'm thankful and I'm proud to be a Maranatha volunteer. Now, Maranatha has built thousands of churches throughout the world. Many of you have been involved in them and been a tremendous blessing to our church. And I know most of you know, but some of you don't know about all the Seventh-day Adventists who are homeless, your brothers and sisters that don't have a church home. And that's what we want to talk about today. Currently, there are 65,000 to 70,000 Seventh-day Adventist churches in the world. In addition, 
there are thousands and thousands of congregations in the world who don't have a church home. They don't have that home. How many know how many new churches we need today? Today we need 11 new churches just for the new groups of believers that are joining this Seventh-day Adventist church. 11, think of it. Now we were here yesterday and today, that's 22. That means next week we need 77. That means this year we need over 4,000 church buildings. 4,000. Wonderful problem, isn't it? Now, as many of you know, you've been overseas and have had the privilege and the, to see the expansion of our church throughout the world. I've had the privilege to be involved in missions most of my life. But I must say, the one-day church, the one-day church is the most exciting and rewarding project I've ever been involved with. I believe this project is heaven-ordained. Yes, the one-day church is evangelism 24-7. 24-7. As you've traveled overseas, you've seen conditions in many of the countries. Many of the believers walk several hours, especially in Africa. Sometimes it's cold, sometimes in the rain, to worship and fellowship with no church home. I remember one division president was at our place recently, and he said, my desire in my division is that none of our members would have to walk more than 10 miles to worship with their believers. 10 miles. Just, just think of it. Would you do that? Would I do that? What would that be like? For many years, the church leadership and Maranatha have struggled with how to meet the needs of the church home. Many of you here have been involved in those. We've tried this for years and years. How do we do it? Now, last December, Don and Laura and the Maranatha team were at our church in connection with a weekend, Maranatha weekend at our church. And after it was over with, Don was sitting in our living room and we were talking. It was late. I'll never forget it. Don sat on our living room couch and he just put his hand in his head and he says how can we meet the needs of our church what can we do resources time we have over 100,000 requests for church homes and I looked at Don and I says Don have you ever thought of building a church from the roof down we always think from the bottom up. Now, ASI's experience with roofs over Africa, New Guinea, Solomons, have demonstrated the local church family has the ability to construct the walls from local materials such as bamboo, wood, and brick. And these programs have been very successful. In fact, 22% of all Seventh-day Adventists meet under a structure either with ASI or Maranatha. That's the whole world. That's millions. 
By building from the roof and the supports first, members can immediately move in and worship. With this idea, the one-day church was born. Now, I want to stop here and clarify one thing. The one-day church expands the opportunities for volunteers. Now, after constructing several prototypes in our factory, we had a group from Maranatha come in. There's about 10, 12 people, and they evaluated. We had what we call a green light session. That's where you take the building and you go through every single thing and how can you do it better? How can we change this? And, and this was really appreciative. We made a lot of good improvements in that church. And we appreciate them coming. Now, I want to walk you through the process of making a one-day church. First, we start with galvanized steel, which will prevent rusting and cannot be destroyed by termites. I remember one time we were in Cambodia, and they had a moment of silence, and you could just hear the church. <laughs> galvanized steel will prevent that. And you know, it's designed to be earthquake resistance. Now, I'm going to show you a picture of uh, how we do this, if we could roll this picture of the decoiling and the forming process. Here we have, my cousin has a steel processing. We get these large coils of steel. Uh, we are able to get them at, at his mill cost, and he runs them through the decoiler in a stretching process. And we do this right there in Dodge Center. Here shows the machinery where it, where it uh, cuts it, and we can cut it to the exact length. Um, this has been, now here's we're in our shop, we're forming it. Uh, since this picture was taken, we, here we're shearing it, but we can form this in one process. We made dies, we just stamp it right out, and um, it works very, very well. This is showing one of the process. This is when we did it in a two-step. We now do it in, in a one-step uh, process. By doing it this way, we can make about five a day of the one-day church. But this is showing the galvanized uh, pieces of steel. Now, all of this is done in both of these uh, places, and, 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 and this is done at no, no, no charge. This is a part of our uh, contribution. And by doing it this way, Maranatha and has just the cost of the raw steel, the roofing material, which is available locally, that's produced, they have miscellaneous and transportation. Now, we've simplified the one-day church somewhat from the one that you see out here. We now have only four pieces of steel in the whole thing. We have the purlin, two channels, and the angle. Now, the trusses are kind of unique because they're a design to be adjustable. Some of you have been up in the mountains or that where you may go to a lot and you're supposed to have a 20-foot lot and you get there and you got an 18-foot lot. Now you've got these trusses pre-made or whatever and you have a problem. These trusses slide. So you have 20-foot, 18, 19, 16, whatever. It, it works. Now when all the pieces are formed and they're packaged and they're bundled, the bundle is 16 inches wide 20 inches high and seven foot long. You can put it in a pickup, close the tailgate, it weighs 1,355 pounds. 
And you know, by manufacturing at home, and we, we analyzed manufacturing overseas, and we could, but it would be considerably more expensive. But when we manufacture at home, we contain our costs, we ensure our quality, and you know, ocean freight is economical. Uh, we can get 33 in a container if we have to use truck freight here, and if we can use rail, and we're checking right now into a container car. We can put three containers. I can just envision seeing some of these container trains leaving. My cousin Pat has his own spur and, and rail engine, so he can, he can load it for us. And uh, we won't pay him either. Uh, <laughs> and we can uh, ship. Then we can go up in the 40s. This reduces our cost. Can you imagine seeing these containers one day, church? Now we're at the ocean, they're on the tr on the, going onto the boat, now overseas, unloading, and now up, and members believing. I, I can just see that. That'd make a good video next year for ASI, and, or and Maranatha, too. Got to remember them both. Uh, see, I got I to think of my daughter-in-law. You know, I like to manufacture, too, where my eyes are. It's easier to stay home and mama take care of me than overseas. And I appreciate the people that would do. Now I want to tell you about a miracle. And this just happened. I want to ha show you proof positive that God is in the one day church. When we were looking to build this church and we had our little group there. We discussed, could we go to a different process? Could we go to what we call a roll forming? That is where the steel comes in, you send it to a slitter, and then it's a continuous. And you take a piece and you got a roller and it's a little, little, and it goes on and on. Uh, and to where it comes out. Now, I got a quotation one of these machines. I have the quotation right here. Shows everything that it would take. But it has one problem. Total price, $645,700. Now that's overwhelming. Now I got this just before ASI. About ASI time, my cousin in Dodge Center, now I have a lot of cousins there, and they're all in business. He's in the machinery tool business. And he said, you know, there's one of these coming up in an auction. Now, these machines, there probably isn't one sold every two or three years in the United States. And he said, you know, it's in Minneapolis, 60 miles away. So I sent my man up there that really knows the machinery, and I says, will you go look this over? I heard about this machine. He went up and he looked at it and he says, Garwin, this machine is like new. It's a little shop. And he said, you're not going to believe it. It's the same model as on the quote. It's the same company. In fact, he says, the dyes, which are a big part of this, and, and the dyes, some of these dyes, 49,000, 36,000, 62,000, 20, 23,000, 30,700. He says it has all the dyes to build the one-day church. 
Now, this just doesn't happen, folks. It doesn't happen. Plus, it had another small roller that is ideal for building the small angle. So we have two form rolling machines. So the auction came up. In fact, it was happening during ASI. And through this process, we bought this machine with tax included, you have to pay sales tax, for $38,179. That's 5.91% or just under 6% of the cost for new. And I have it in my, my shop right now. In fact, we have some pictures, so some of you don't know what to roll. This is a part of the machine. See, it's just like new. It's just like new. We could just keep rolling these pictures. Here's some more of it. Here, here's another part of it. This is just a, a sample of all the dies. And I tell you, we didn't even take pictures of all of them. Came in in semi-loads. This is the little one for making the little angle. The little angle. This is unbelievable. Two machines. One to fit the small angle, one to fit the other angle. I don't think we have any more pictures there. Uh, but this is just as unbelievable. Now you may say, how many can you build now? Well, I can build, I, I say, us manufacturing guys can help produce you construction guys. That I, <laughs> that I, want, you, that I want you to know. And you know, we, we don't mind a little competition, but we can easily produce now with one person one container a day. You think of it, one container a day. Is God in this one day, church? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'd like to repeat, the one day church presents new and expanding opportunities for volunteers. The one day church is like a Lego. You, you can make so many things out of this. It can be expanded. It can be made smaller. It's the most beautiful uh, church school room you ever could have. Uh, it just has tremendous possibilities. Now, how do you construct it? How does it work? How do volunteers work in putting this up? Last spring, we took some GYC young people. Now, these people had never put up a church before. One of them was my grandson, who's a banker. And I'll tell you what, his wife, who, who's a nurse, is 10 times more skilled than he is. <laughs> and they, they worked on this one-day church. I did have a few people that knew what they were doing, but we'd like to show you the video, the video of the one-day church at Ecuador at this time. 